You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. We're talking about this incredible story of the most famous birth ever. You know, Mary, Joseph, the baby Jesus. Amazing. I am... Um, was speaking to a midwife, and I wanted to ask a few questions, but she had a great story to tell me as well. Um, I was in Leeds, and she was telling me about something that had happened to them just a few months before. This midwife in Leeds, she said she was at the surgery and stuff, and basically came crashing through the door, a woman who's having her fourth baby, and everything is happening, everything is happening. The baby is coming. And the midwife took charge immediately. The woman was there, and there's a guy, and he's got a couple of bags. And the woman, the midwife, just says, right, in the side room now. So the woman is piled into the side room. The guy's got the bags and puts the bags down. And the midwife has to take charge because it's all happening. The baby is coming. And so the midwife's like, okay, this is what we need to do. Starts to tell the lady, And then the man gets up, and he's kind of dithering around. And the midwife says to the man, sit there, sit down, keep quiet. So he sits down, puts the bags down, he's sitting there. The woman's giving birth to a baby, beautiful moment. And it's coming. And as it's coming and it's all happening, the guy gets up again. And he's kind of awkward and he's moving around. And now the midwife says, listen, sit down. You need to sit down and keep quiet. The man sits down. The baby is born, and it's all beautiful and wonderful. The baby's given to the mom. The baby's crying. The mom's looking at it. And then the mom turns around, and she looks at the guy and says, Who's he? <laughs> and the midwife's like, what do, you, what, what, what do you mean? And the guy says, I'm the taxi driver. I'm the taxi driver. He tried to get up and leave two or three times, but she told him to sit down. Can you imagine what was going on in that guy's mind? He's like, I should not be here. This is all wrong. I do not need to be in this room. And the midwife sat down. Oh, I love that. I, uh, I left college and I went to Barnsley and when I was in Barnsley, um, I used to do 20 junior and infant school assemblies. I used to do all these different schools and it was really exciting and fantastic except at Christmas because at Christmas, every single school wanted me to see their nativity play. Now, I know you're probably looking right now thinking that's beautiful. That's lovely. The privilege to sit on the front row and watch 20, 20, 20. I don't know if I'm emphasizing this enough. 20 nativity plays. By number 18, I had had it. I had seen every single way the nativity play can ever be done. And I'd seen lots of little girls coming out with pillows up their jumpers saying, I, I, am me, I am mom. I'd seen everything, yeah? I'd seen all of it. But number 19 was probably the greatest moment of my life. I sat on the front row. 
And I knew we were in for a treat because the drama teacher, the drama teacher had told me, listen, I know you've seen a lot of nativity plays, but you've not seen one like this. And so it's like all the parents were there. Anyway, Joseph and Mary come out, the little lad playing Joseph and Barnsley. There he is, looking really scared. And he's like, I am Joseph. The little girl playing Mary is thinking in her mind, our drama teacher told us to give this a little bit of energy. And he's there, I am Joseph. So the little girl thinks we need to up the game here. So she just chips her head back and she just goes, it's coming! It's coming! Well, this little lad, he's looking thinking, I think she is gonna have a baby because she didn't do that in the practice. She did not do that in rehearsals. He's looking nervous. He's like, oh, this is way too much for his little shoulders to carry. He's thinking, oh man. So he's shuffling her along and he gets to the innkeeper, knocks on the door and I'll never forget it, the little Barnsley lad with his dungarees on and he just comes out and he's like, hey, oop, like, yeah, hey, oop. And the little Joseph says, oh, I am Joe, this is Mary, she's gonna have a baby. And the little girl's thinking, these amateurs, what is wrong with these guys? So she just goes, I can see the head! I can see the head! Well, the little lad playing the part of the innkeeper, he goes, listen, my teachers have told me there's no room, but I'm sure we can find you somewhere. That's what he said. Oh, I loved it. I was absolutely wetting myself on the front row. They've just changed the Bible. And then the teacher from the side speaking, and then the little lad comes back and goes, apparently there is definitely no room at the end. <laughs> Christmas is a time when we give gifts, and um, I don't know what your face is good at when it comes to receiving gifts, because sometimes it's difficult to, to look excited about a gift when you don't actually know what the gift is. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but you receive something and you unpack it and everyone's looking and you're thinking, I don't know what it does. I don't know what it is. It's interesting because the Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that God gave Jesus. But you know, here we are in 2018 and the truth is that we look at it and we're like, God what, what have you given us? We, we don't know how it works. We don't know what it's for. You've given us your son, Jesus. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And just for a couple of minutes, I wanted to get an opportunity just to talk to you about what that light might mean for you in 2018. What does this light mean? You see, in our house, what we've done, because I travel a lot and I'm away from home a lot, my wife has got put in play a light in the porch. And the light gets put on. And often I'm driving late at night, long, long journeys, and I'm headed towards that light. 
You see, there are three things I want to say to you about Jesus is the light of the world. The first thing I want to say is that he is a guiding light. He is the light that leads us to God. You see, that light is a guiding light for me wherever I am, whether I'm down in London or sometimes when I've been up in Aberdeen or wherever I'm coming from, I'm like headed towards that light. That is a light. It helps me to know where home is. And Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light that leads us to God. That if we can follow that light, we can be home. We can be home. Every single person here has strayed far from God. Wherever you're sitting, whatever your background, whatever you've done, whether you've been a good person and gone to church your whole life, or whether you've been living a life that's been a little bit interesting with a lot of different stuff going on, every single one of us has strayed far from God. And the truth is this, friend, is that Jesus is the light of the world, that he is the light that leads us home, home to God, home in the arms of God. I really love that, that story that we heard earlier, that, that this story that, that, that just was far from God and then found in the arms of God. And I believe that there's many of us and we've strayed far from God. But just as that light is on, the porch light for me and I head home. So for you, Jesus is the light of the world. That you will be able to come and be found home in the arms of God. Jesus is the light. We heard about it earlier when he died on the cross. Making it a way possible for us to run into the arms of God. Making a way possible for us to leave our straying and our wandering and to come home into the arms of God. There's maybe been somebody in the room today and you've sung these songs and maybe you've heard these beautiful words and you've thought to yourself, I, I, I feel so far from God. I've strayed so far. But Jesus is the light of the world that you could come through Jesus into the arms of God. Sometimes when I've driven a long way, the second impact this light has on me is that it is a glow of hope. You know, when I've driven a long way, I often used to drive from Aberdeen down to Nottingham, seven or eight hours drive, and I'm tired. And I would see that porch light on, and I would be like, wow, hope in the darkness. And Jesus is the glow of hope. I was praying earlier, and I knew that we'd have some great singing, and I knew we were going to have a little bit of fun as we gathered around my daft stories. But I also knew that I had to say these words. That I believe that there's somebody in the room, maybe more than one, and it's pretty dark for you right now. It's pretty tough for you. I felt like when I was praying a couple of days ago that there are a few people that are in the room and you feel like the lights have gone out. Things are dark and tough. I feel like there's somebody in this place and your heart is 
broken and 2018 has been a tough year for you. And the light is on. Jesus is the light of the world. That he can bring hope to you. That you this year can know that Jesus is here for you. That he is willing to take your stuff, to take your trouble, to take your rubbish, to take all your heartache. He's able to take it all. That Jesus is the light of the world. See, not only is he a guiding light, but he is a light of hope. And then the third thing I wanted to say about this light is that when I sit and pull in and I see that porch light on, I know that I am home. That I am home. And when I am home, I know that I am going to be able to flourish and bloom in my house because they love me there. And it's my house and I can sit at the table and laugh and joke with my son and my daughter and my wife. I'm home. And God wants you to know that you can come home. And I heard this final story that I wanted to share with you because I really feel that it's important for you to hear. But I was in Australia last year and they told me, the lifeguard, I was talking to him about this nine-year-old girl. And this nine-year-old girl was out in the waves and she's a young Australian girl, great swimmer. And basically a wave wave just wiped her out and she was thrown around like as if she was in a washing machine. It was horrendous. The lifeguards immediately stood up and they ran to go and help her. But because of the waves and the eddies and the pool of the sea, they weren't able to get to her. And so they had to throw this um, plastic flotation over to her. They threw it over and were shouting for her to get this shouting for her to get it, but she didn't understand what it was. She didn't know what it was. She was nine, and she was being thrown around everywhere. She didn't know what it was, and they were screaming at her to grab hold of it. Get hold of it. And eventually she came up. She had this light bulb moment. She suddenly realized this was her rescue, and she grabbed hold of it, and they were able to pull her in And the lifeguards told me that her dad was on the other side of the beach and he was sprinting forward. And when they pulled her in, he ran to her and he grabbed her and he got hold of her and he held her so tight and he was sobbing, holding his little girl safe in the father's arms. You see, this gift that God has given God saw that we were far from him, that we'd strayed far from him. And he threw, he threw the rescue rope out to us. And that rescue rope is in the shape of his son Jesus who died on the cross. What does this gift do? This gift brings us salvation. He threw Jesus. And if we today would only understand that if we could come through the cross that we will be pulled into the arms of God and that you will be safe in the Father's arms. Many people in this room have strayed. You've maybe never shouted, I hate you, God. You've maybe never said, I don't believe in you, God. But life, the tide and the trend of life has pulled you away 
and there's distance between you and God. But a rescue has come in the shape of the cross that you would maybe take that cross, come through the cross of Jesus and be found safe in the arms of the Father. What I'm going to do now is I'm simply going to ask us to bow our heads in prayer. And as our heads are bowed in prayer, I believe that there might be people around the room and you, you've realized that God has given this gift of salvation. God has thrown out this rescue rope for you. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a really short prayer. Why don't you pray in your heart after me? God will hear that prayer. And then I'm going to say amen. And we're going to carry on with the end of the service. This is the prayer. Why don't you pray it now? Father God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for this gift. I'm sorry for drifting away from you. But I grab hold of Jesus now. And I come through Jesus into your arms. And I'm glad to be home and safe in your arms. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.